question, what is the Bible? Have you ever stopped to think about that? Some of us may be lifelong Christians. Some of us may be just considering Christianity, and we're not really even sure of it. But whether we are lifelong Christians or just exploring Christians, that question must be grappled with, and it must be confronted in a very healthy way as we ask ourselves, what is this thing that, that Christians have for 2,000 years? What is this thing that Christians for 2,000 years have considered to be, we even use the word, we put it on the front cover, the Holy Bible. So what is that? What, what is this all about? And um, what I've noticed recently, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm at a place in life where I'm, I'm paying more attention, but what I've noticed is that there are these kind of two extremes that, that uh, people have when it comes to the Bible, the, 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 the sacred texts that Christians read. And that is, on the one hand, this idea of what, what some are calling, especially lately, but kind of actually back in the 20s, it was really popularized, so right as this church was, this local church was being formed, called fundamentalism. You've heard the expression before, I'm sure, God says it, I believe it, that settles it, right? And uh, I'll share some examples next week of, of rhetoric I've heard about people saying, well, I'm not saying it, God says it. And, you know, that's a very bold claim, isn't it? To make that statement. So there's that sort of understanding. And then there's, there's the other extreme, and that is that this book is just a bunch of fables written down by human beings who are trying to promote their particular agenda. And um, so, so there's those two kind of poles, and maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking to himself, well, I'm in one of those polls, and I didn't think it was very extreme to think of that way. So, so I, I want to grapple with that question as we set off for the new year. But this morning, it will not be one of those occasions where I will expound upon these questions. So instead, I want you to ponder these questions. I was going to have you talk about them around your tables, but we're, we're out of time. So I just want you to ponder these two questions, and then I'm going to challenge you with a third question. That's going to be a very big challenge, okay? The first question is this. When was the time that you saw the Bible weaponized? Is that, is that, a, is that hit home with any of you? When was the time when you saw the Bible weaponized? Yeah, okay. Oh, boy. I'd love to have that conversation, but we were out of time. Um, <laughs> but that assumes that you have seen it weaponized. Then another question that maybe you can ponder is, when was a time the Bible spoke to your heart? I trust and hope and pray that it has. Maybe it hasn't, though, and that's okay. Maybe you're still trying to figure it out. And then here is a big ask, okay? Are you ready for a huge, gigantic ask? All right? Here's the third question. Will you take 90 days to read the whole Bible through with me? 90? I, I do it maybe in a year. 
I'm going to invite you to take 90 days. That's right. In 90 short days, you can read the Bible through. This is three times as long as it took me to read it through a few years ago when I read it through in 30 days. And you say, well, that's a lot of reading in one day. Well, I got good news for you. You have lots of time that you are wasting. <laughs> for example, the average American, and you're, I know all, everyone in this room is above average, but the average American, check this out, spends three and a half hours a day watching television. The Now, some of you maybe you're like, I don't ever watch it. Well, if you're like me, you don't have a TV, or maybe you do, but you don't have a TV and you don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. But there's these other things. Have you heard of these things called smartphones? The average American spends four hours a day on his or her phone, two hours of which is on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of that. Now, this is not a time to you know, tap on your spouse. I don't want, we, there's no judgment, no judgment. Uh, but uh, so that, by my calculation, is what, seven and a half hours just on media, on using screens? Uh, also, the average American spends 52 minutes a day driving. And maybe you don't, you know, maybe you have a, a, a smaller, uh, shorter commute. But that's a whole lot of time that we can utilize for just spending a little time in this book. So check this out. Check this out. If you read the Bible through in 90 days, I sound like a salesman here, just 90 short days. Listen, that is roughly 13 chapters a day. That's nothing. That is nothing. Right? Amen? What? But those are short chapters. They're short. They're short. So you can do that in approximately 45 to 15 minutes, I would propose. That's what I've been doing. I've been spending the last three days. I, I started a day late. But uh, 45 to 15 minutes a day. Not, like, remember the four and a half hours, we, four hours we spend on our phones? Remember the three and a half hours we spend watching TV? Remember the hour we spend a, a day driving? So check this out. If you read through an easy-to-understand translation, it goes faster. Um, like the message is what I'm actually reading it through. I used to, I've done it three other times through the New King James Version, which is really good, but I wanted a fresh take on, on the story of Scripture. And so the message is a very free-flowing version um, the New Living Translation is one that I like. Contemporary English version. You, this would be allowed, screen time would be allowed in this context. You could get on your phone and download an app that has about 30, 40 translations on it. It's called, just type in Bible into your app store. It'll be the probably the first one. It's the Bible app. And you can have all these translations. And, it, and here's, here's an extra bonus that app will allow you to even listen to it. So somebody else could read it to you. And you just read it as you're driving or whatever you're doing. Now you say, well, why are you asking us to do this? That sounds like a lot of reading and a lot of, um, like, you're going through really fast. And what are you picking up? 
by reading so hastily? And, you know, what are you gleaning from that? Well, the reason that I, I, I have been blessed, especially by reading quickly through Scripture, is that you really get the bird's eye view of what the Bible is all about. And you kind of see it from 30,000 feet, and you start seeing connections that you never knew before because when you're reading like 10 verses a day, you know, it take you like five months to get to another part where, where it might be also talking about the same thing. And so if you read through it really quickly, you can really get a feel for the contours and the, and the, and the layout of the land. And you can see the big story. And so this was, this was a real huge blessing to me. When I read it in 30 days a few years ago, the number one take home from reading scripture in 30 days was that I don't understand about 98% of it. Now, you may say, well, you're a pastor. That sounds really bad. But this book, what I discovered is that it very... I'm going to try to use a good adjective here. It very violently resists being put in a box. Okay? I would read something. I, in fact, I just read it this morning. I was going through, I'm, I'm, I'm in Genesis, and I'm reading the story of Judah. Do you remember Judah? He, uh, he impregnated his son's wife because he thought she was a prostitute. And, I mean, it's a crazy story. Here's the thing. Did you know, if you were to go to Matthew, do you know when they go through the genealogy of Jesus, who was in Jesus' genealogy? Spoiler Judah through his son's daughter. His son's wife, I'm sorry. And so you read this and you're like, what? What is that all about? And so you're like, I, I, I don't know how to fit all these pieces together. And this thing might be a little more complicated than I give it credit for. But here's the really cool thing. Scripture is as simple so that all of us can encounter the love of God. And yet it's as deep so that we can learn and discover new things forever. It never will become a bore. And, um, I mean, that's just one of its many benefits. But, like, the reason I, I say that I don't understand about 98% of it is because I'm very unintelligent, number one. But number two, I think that brings me to a place of humility where I say, you know what? I need the Spirit. I need the Spirit to help me understand what this is all about. And I don't want to go, and this is a little bit of a, a foreshadowing here, I don't want to go out and be so overly dogmatic that is alienating to people who may not share my presuppositions. And so the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. That's what they say about education. Like, the smartest people are the ones who think they don't know very much. And the more education you get, the more stupid you feel, right? 
And so the more we encounter this word and we, we grapple with it, the more we realize, God, I need your spirit to help me understand it. Okay, so that's my challenge. Simple enough, right? 90 days, who's in? I, don't, I won't ask for a show of hands. <laughs> I'll come around and visit with you individually. 90 days, it will be life-transforming. You say, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. Just do it. And I, I, I'm not going to be able to explain all the ins and outs and wherefores, but there's something about it that is transforming, okay? So as we ponder what is the Bible, we can be reading it, and you'll see what the Holy Spirit does in your heart, okay? Does that sound like a good deal? All right, so that's it for today. Next week, we'll start with more direct teaching on the question of what is the Bible.